Hello, everyone, and welcome back to You Don't Look It. Um, our podcast is honestly taking a turn to be whatever the hell we want uh, to talk about. So um, this week, we have two historical stories for you. Danny is continuing the story of the Kingston clan while I am telling you a bit of a festive one for the holidays. Um, but you'll just have to wait and hear what that is. And so Danny's going to be doing multi-parts. Uh, for this one um so yeah so i'm not even sure we can call this historical because there's a lot of stuff that's still ongoing um and i feel like <laughs> this is this is going to be one that we circle back to regularly like i'm not going to be like all right part one through five i'm going to be like part two and then like maybe wait a month or two and then do part three because right. um the more i dig into this the more i find and today was just supposed to be the kingston clan notable arrests and then I found out that there's a lot of them. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, like, I, mean, I feel like the more I look into it, the more I find. Um, so I just decided that I'm just going to pick the one that I want to tell today. And then save the rest for a rainy day when I just don't feel like doing research. That sounds good to me. Um, yeah, so we got some fun stories for you today. I um, feel like not really much has happened to us in between because we recorded the chill cast not too long ago. I think it was um, a week ago. Didn't we record it on a Wednesday? Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Not much has happened to me. Uh, oh, Danny's computer broke. Oh, yeah. I I opened my laptop this morning and like like when you go to open the screen part and the whole backside of it just fell off. She was like, I'm gone. It, it was done. Like, she's literally three days before I got her replacement. She's like, I am dead. And I hate you. <laughs> and I'm like, well, we'll I'm reviving you again for, like, the she's eighth She's like, just time. let me go. I, let me move on. I've replaced the motherboard. <laughs> I have, like, had a factory reset this computer, like, <laughs> five or six times. Oh, my lord. I had to get, like, a giant-ass <laughs> external hard drive to put all my files on because I kept oh having the factory reset it. And it, like, screws just pop out of it. it. She's dead. She's done. That poor bitch. She just she just is tell, trying to tell you to let her go. Also, though, like, I mean, if anybody's looking for a laptop, Lenovo's are where it's at. Because this bitch is a Lenovo. That doesn't sound promising. But she, <laughs> the fact that I can revive her this many times, and she still turned on and functioned That's today. Fair. Like, wow. That's very fair. Like, it's a miracle we're recording, Right? Honestly. Like, if this was a Mac... She would have been dead a long time ago, and oh yeah, she would have been gone. If what happened to her today happened to a Mac, um, it would have been done for. She would have been toast. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there is no repairing that when it's a Mac. I, I don't understand what it is with Mac, but like, if you break an Apple product, it's done. Yeah, yeah, it's sad, but it's true. and like even if you take it to a repair shop, like I I broke the screen on an iPhone before, and I told him it was an iPhone SE, and he's like, those don't exist. And so he put, <laughs> so he put a different iPhone screen on it than an SE screen, and it just it would not recognize where my finger was, and so I would hit like in the bottom right corner, and it would think that I was touching the top left. Oh lord! Yeah, it was it was a damn nightmare. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think if anything new has been here. Um, I've been doing my whatever the hell my legal stuff, but I still can't share just yet. Um. But I sent Danny my iconic finishing line. I it was a good finishing. That was some John Cena shit. <laughs> um, 
I don't think I can read it though because I think I say the university's name in it. Yeah, I feel like it'd be a little um, bit too specific uh, to read it. At this point, I feel like everyone probably knows this university, seeing as I said where I went. Oh yeah, you're right. Where, no, where hey, it was located. You didn't directly name them. It's not your fault if people are super sleuths and they get preset together. True, true. <laughs> so um, I will share it soon. There will be a day I can share it, I'm sure. Um, my I have to turn in all my evidence for my appeal by Friday, but I'm hoping to do it for tomorrow. Yeehaw. Um, they literally didn't interview a single witness I listed. Which, like, I don't um, think that's illegal, but also, like, it's just I wrong. literally wrote out a whole page of, more than a page, but I had a whole um, Google Doc specifically about flaws and faults in the investigation. Um, I'm so proud like, of you. This is... I'm like, this is why it should be thrown out. I'll share it with you, Danny, so you can read it. Um, Just in, like, a huge Google Docs of all of it. Like, this is all the evidence I have, and y'all are fuckos. Right? Oh, my God. But, yeah, I'd have to, like, contact them if I wanted to see the report. Because it's confidential. So they, like, yeah, they, like, set it to a, like, box. Not Dropbox, but it was literally called Box or something online. And, like, I had access 9 to 5. What? um, On the day I chose. Yeah. And then I had to, like, if I needed more time, I had to tell them, and then they'd give me access 9 to 5 a different day, so. And you couldn't take pictures or anything. Oh, so they're just trying to make it hard for you to gather your own evidence. Right. You could take, you could, uh, take notes and shit, though. But that's not um, as good as a full photo. Yeah, no. My favorite thing, though, is that one of the people they interviewed as a witness wasn't even part of my case. Like, they were part of my friend's case. The other one who sued and won? No, 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 Uh, The other one who's in the middle of this crap right now, like, with me. Oh, man. Oh, um, cause, so yeah, because le- somebody else had a similar discrimination case. I forgot about that for a second. Yes, and so they, like, interviewed the um Wow, they discriminate director. about so many people. Oh, they discriminate against so many people, they literally can't keep the witnesses straight. It's true. I literally, they interviewed the director of dining services and I never once had a interaction with dining services <laughs> regarding my animal and my service animal. And so I literally, I wrote that and I was like, faults in this, in this, uh, in the investigation. I was like, well, this bitch shouldn't have even been interviewed as a witness. I'm like, if that case actually went to court, and they tried to present that as evidence, and you didn't even have an interaction with them, like, there, you might actually win just because of, like, right. faulty handling of a case. Right? Um, so, yeah. So, who knows what will happen, but... You know what I wish... We shall see. You know what I wish we did in America that we do, that, that is done in other countries? Like, what? so my family is German, and a lot of my family immigrated here but still and then I have a lot of family that still lives in Germany and I'm not 100% on this but I'm pretty sure if you sue somebody in Germany and you lose you have to pay not only whatever you know fee or compensation the court has you pay but you also have to pay for the other party's lawyers and your own I know um, that some people here in order, because like, that's not an automatic thing, but I know a lot of times here, sorry, I don't know if my thing unplugged. Okay, there we go. Um, I know a lot of times here, the um, 
Whatever. What was I trying to say? Sorry, I spaced out because my headphones became unplugged and I was worried it wasn't recording through the mic again. Um, but uh, here, oh, to get like around that, people will sue and be like, oh, I'm suing you for this, this, and this, and also legal fees. Oh, you know, that's smart. Yeah. If so, I ever I mean, sue, if I go I'm to court, that. I will be doing that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because first of all, you like... Uh, the unfortunate thing is, is like, even if you have like, you're rightfully suing somebody for something and like you win, sometimes the court mm. settlement isn't enough to cover legal fees. So you're still losing right. anyway. So it's, I mean, like you won because justice was served, but like you still lost because you owe thousands of dollars in legal fees. <laughs> right? I love that. So what do you have for me today regarding the King- Kingston clan? If I could talk, it'd be great. So I have the heist. Ooh, that sounds saucy. I gotta get my notes. I'm trying to position it so that, like, I can see you and Zencaster in my notes at the same time. That sounds like a hefty request, if you ask. I know, but it sometimes <laughs> if I kidding. don't have, if I can't see Zencaster, it just doesn't like record or something. No, I feel that we've had those instances a few times, and it's it's horrific. I'm like, I'm not doing that again with you, Zencaster. I'm not here to have a mm-hmm. full out slugfest with Zencaster. <laughs> it's like, how about you fuck off? Okay? How about we not okay. do that? I mean, I could print my notes out, but like paper, save the trees. Save the trees! Save the trees! Okay, so, as I said, uh, you know, they have a lot of notable crimes and arrests, so I'm just going with one that I like, and I like heists. It's not necessarily the most interesting, it's definitely not the one the Kingston clan is known for, but I just like heists, so I'm going to inflict this on you. Give me them heists. Yeah, it's just how I like it. So Give it to me. You know, heist time. I like it. Heist time. So I'm gonna go over a little refresher because I know it's been like, it's been like a month, but it's been a hot it's sec. been a hot sec. But between moving and um, applying to graduate school and Lexi's lawsuit, it's a uh, <laughs> it's been a time. So we just hasn't happened. Yeah. So for a refresher, the Kingston clan, also known with at through within with members with the members. Oh my lord, I'm so sorry. I'm drinking Starbucks. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, I'm like the queen of eating granola bars for like all my meals. And I was eating one earlier during recording. I was trying to make it so you guys couldn't <laughs> hear me. And I was just like <laughs> munching in the corner. But so um, you're just going to hear, hear us all being lovely and making glorious noises. Yeah, no, I'm I'm gross. Like, and I, I don't eat real meals, apparently. <laughs> so, so the Kingston clan, known to members as the Order, is probably one of the largest organized crime groups in the United States and definitely the largest in Utah. And I know a lot of people think of organized crime as being like the mob or like gang activity. But um, as far as like the legal definition of it, uh, this the cult pretty much meets that. Yep. So it is estimated that they run over a hundred businesses and most of them appear to be legitimate across Utah and the West coast. Um, like at first glance, if you start digging, it is absolutely not legal. <laughs> and I, we're gonna go into why, but um, that's gonna be a lot They're of videos. Like, oh, never mind, not legit. 
not legit. Um, breaking a lot of labor laws, you know, not paying not paying your workers. It, but that's legit. Oh, great. Yeah, great, great. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the clan has a fortune estimated to be upwards of $300 million. That's a lot of money yeah. that I wish I had. Right. Well, they're stealing it from other members, so... Oh, oh, well, from other members? Yeah. That's also rude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're known to hide or fudge profit margins from tax collectors um, to participate in tax evasion. Don't do Ooh, that, lovely. kiddos. <laughs> um, members are largely born into the group and are exploited basically as slave labor. Members live in company housing and are only paid in script, which is not real money. It's company credit. You use it. Oh, yeah, and they can only use it within company businesses and shit, Yeah, so you have to use Uh. company housing, uh, company grocery stores, clothing stores, anything you can think of through the company. Um, This has been outlawed since the 50s or 60s. I can't really, I didn't get a good date on that. I probably should have. But it's been, been you know, for a while. It's been quite some time. (laughs) Uh, This happened a lot in Appalachia, which is near where I live, um, with coal miners and uh, that's why we had gener- really, really bad generational poverty up in this area. And it's because uh, they literally sold their soul to coal mines because they didn't have any real money. They only had script. And that's so, sad. so, you know, when those laws were put into place, they had literally no money. And the companies were not hiring people anymore because they had to pay them real money. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's it's shitty. It's a whole thing. Poor people. Um, incest runs rampant within the cult, and many young girls are married off as Love child it. brides, which... Oh, great. Yeah. They are expected to have one child per year. Went over that extensively in the first part of this. Um, My sims have to have more children than that. More children so than one child per year? I'm just kidding. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no one in my Sims no, definitely just... had like seven kids in one year because I got the Sims seasons and it has a calendar oh, yeah. now. And I'm like, right. how did yeah. I have all these kids in one year? Right. Like, that's horrifying. But I was also having triplets because I didn't know I was on a ley line. Oh, true, 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 true. That's so it fair. wasn't that many, but still a lot. Incest and ch- many children per year sounds like my Sims. So this cult is basically. My so you're basically. Or am I a hearing cult? that I'm running a cult in my Sims? Oh, on. <laughs> I think you're running a cult in the Sims. <laughs> also, Danny and I have some great ideas for Sims, but apparently EA doesn't take suggestions from people who don't work for them. So right. I'm like, why won't you let upset. customers pitch ideas? I just, I just want to make my Sim as crippled as I am. Okay, I need my representation. Exactly. Like, and they're like, oh, we're going to put wheelchairs in the game. And I'm like, first of all, not all disabled people are in wheelchairs, but that's a whole nuance that apparently EA does not understand. Second of all, like, (laughs) I need more representation than that. Right. But that's a whole thing. Can go into that later. This is going to be fucking long. So, um, yes, incest. uh, Where was I? Uh, women expected one year. Yes. Okay. Um, so the work that women mainly do is answering phones in the law firm, working at supermarket, working in clan shops, stuff like that. Um, they're also expected mm-hmm. to raise and provide for all of their children with little no- to no help from their husbands. And they're expected Great. to take care of their home. Okay. So basically their husband. They have the time or energy. Right. The husband's really just there to fuck and then leave. That's basically what's going on. Great. Uh, 
So useless motherfuckers. Um, Seems legit. Much <laughs> useless motherfuckers. Useless motherfuckers. Much of the wealth is hoarded by the upper clan members who live in multi-million dollar homes, while other clan livers, livers, members. Uh, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> We're all liver now. Um, while other clan members <laughs> live below the poverty line. Um, the clan does not allow their members to visit hospitals as they fear members will be injected with mysterious illnesses and forced to divulge birth records, which would expose incest. Christ almighty. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> also like, this is a bit of a recap and also like setting up for the heist. Cause this is information yeah. you're going to need to know to make the heist make sense. Um, they also keep all their money within their homes or clan or clan owned banks, which I believe the last clan-owned bank was shut down for money laundering. Um, Ooh. Yeah, because they believe an outside bank will steal their money. Uh, they handle all disputes within the clan. Uh, so, like, that includes crimes, um, abuse, which they don't actually care about, so I'm not even going to put that on the list. That includes crimes yeah. and sometimes murder. It really depends. Like, not many crimes are dealt with. They just don't call the police ever. Right, um, right. Yeah, you know. That's, yeah. Ideal. Yeah. They don't like having the police involved, um, and they're known to be heavily armed, and all the boys are taught to defend the clan from a very young age, no matter what. Mm, probably not. I'm gonna vote no. Yeah, I'm gonna vote no. Um, here's one of my fun facts I was mentioning earlier. I was like, yeah, I can't fit all Ooh. this into one episode, so I'm just gonna put little fun facts throughout here. And, um, <laughs> fun fact... <laughs> The children aren't taught who their fathers are until they're old enough to be trusted to lie to protect the order. Oh my god, what? Yes. They also That's crazy. Right? Like, I think the the kid that I'm gonna be talking about in the story was originally told his father was his uncle and didn't meet him until he was three years old and then like didn't figure out he was his father until he was like eight. Oh my god. Yeah. Jesus. Right? I'm like, that's whack. And everybody is technically related, so, like, everybody is your uncle or your cousin or your niece <laughs> or whatever. Like, it doesn't make sense. Somebody can be both your grandmother and your niece. Like... Love that. Meredith was trying to explain that to me earlier, and I was like, I don't understand <laughs> that, but that went over my head. <laughs> um, they also use their ranches as work camps for disobedient clan wives and rebellious children. Well, so, that sounds yeah. wonderful. And another weird fun fact that I just put in here anyway, because I just, like, I read it and I was just fucking disturbed. Um, Great. Yeah. Eldon Kingston. So ready. <laughs> so ready. Eldon Kingston, <laughs> the clan founder, um, was so distressed when his favorite wife died that he dug up her grave and severed her oh. index finger, cleaned what? off three of the bones, and carried it with no. him for the rest of his life because he believed that the to that that little what? like totem of her finger bones uh, would keep her spirit uh, with him what the mm, no thank you yeah no, that was like a direct quote too and you. i was like i don't know if the word totem is the right word i think it's memento but i, I just i just copy and pasted the direct quote it works honestly because i was like <laughs> i was like what? i can't put I that like in my that. own words what the fuck it's like, let's dig her up, cut her finger up, you know, clean that bitch up, and take her and along keep with her. I mean, okay, so, like, I love historical clothing, and um, Victorian mourning culture was really cool, because, like, I mean, I found it interesting. It's People kind of probably find it really freaky. But, like, they would take hmm. hair from people that have died, loved ones that had died, they'd make jewelry out of it. 
yeah. and they make like all these like braided bracelets or they put like the hair in a locket or something and it looks like it kind of looks um almost like some kind of weave of like um like a really oh. thick fabric and i find it super interesting yeah that's um, pretty cool but that's weird um Although, I don't know, because, <laughs> yeah. like, I have, I have seen people with rings that are made out of human teeth, and I find those cool, so I'm like, I think it's a I fact. I definitely wouldn't have one. It, yeah, <laughs> it's the fact that it's a cult leader, and people lose teeth all the time. <laughs> That's true. People lose teeth all the time, so they can give you their consent to make it into jewelry, so. Fair. It's different. That is fair. It's very different from just digging up a grave and stealing a finger bone. Right? It's like, man. Just, you know, do some digging. Yeah. All right, come on, kids. We're going to get dig mommy We're going to dig mommy up and steal her fucking finger bone. <laughs> God. Yeah, no, I think, I think I'm cool with, like, animal bone jewelry, and I'm cool with, like, I'm, I think I'm more cool with the tooth rings because it's, like, people lose teeth all the time, and they can just ship their teeth to a jeweler and be like, I want you to make this into something, and it's mine. Right. I promise. Like, <laughs> I promise it's not weird. Yeah, no. Creepy. Anyway, gonna get into the heist. <laughs> um, so, this story is about Stephen Kingston, the son of Paul Kingston, who is the current clan leader. So, he grew up on a Kingston cattle ranch in Washaki, I think it's pronounced. Okay. Um, which is located in Utah, right next to the Idaho border. Uh, this ranch also doubled as one of those work camps I mentioned previously. And he lived there with his mother and 15 siblings, and his father rarely visited. Great stuff. Uh, The boys were tasked with guarding the property line and would ride around armed in the back of old pickup trucks, uh, scared the absolute shit out of the other people who lived in the town. Um, (laughs) Like, because I was reading this, um, I got a lot of this interview from, or I got a lot of this information from an an interview with a cop uh, that was, that I just found online. And he was like, yeah, no, it's weird as shit. Like, we'd walk over to the house and there'd just be, like, 12-year-old boys with shotguns, like, guarding the property. Jesus like, Christ. Okay. Um, they also went to a local school, which I found very interesting, considering. Like a public school? Yes. Oh, weird. Yeah, or it might have been an LDS school. I don't know. I didn't. Oh, I should have looked well, into that, that a little case. better. But <laughs> the local school reported the clan kids often to social, oh, wow. to uh, DSS. And um, they would report the kids coming to school not dressed for the cold weather. Uh, the kids would often get into fights. And DSS was called to the home several times. And it was just, like, super wow. filthy and, and run down. Great, great. Guess that woman wasn't doing a good job keeping our house intact. I mean, she had 15 I'm children. Just <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> she should have been a more obedient clan wife. Oh my god. That's literally like what they tell them, like when they fuck up. Like, are you being obedient? Like, or like it happened because you weren't obedient enough, and it'll be like, I'll go into it later, but there was like a freak accident. Um, Oh lord. Yeah. So, actually, I'm about to get into it now. Um, Steven was on thin ice with the clan after his brother David died in a car accident. Um, Oh wow. Him, David, and a few of the brothers were speeding down a dirt road on their way to their aunt's house, who also lived on the ranch for dinner and the truck uh david lost control of the truck and it flipped and rolled over um and it crushed david's skull and he died on impact so like he didn't like suffer but like well that's good at least steven like watched him 
that whole thing happened and like checked his pulse and he was like he like confirmed him dead oh my lord yeah so like that's traumatic as fuck and like not even yeah not even an hour later paul kingston shows up for the dinner and blames Stephen for the death of his brother, claiming that he would have been, if he had been more obedient, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Fuck I'm that. like, I, you know, people get in car accidents all the time. Like. Right. When you flip an old ass truck like that, like, you know, it doesn't have the safety features of like a 2020, like Ford F-150. Like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like if it's a True. 1960s truck, like it's, it's pretty much made of lead. <laughs> yeah, you're gone. You're gone. Um, and the trauma of those events caused Stephen to lash out a lot, um, and eventually led him to steal millions from the clan. Ooh, yes. So lots of moolah. So a lot of money. Um, because he was the son of the prophet, uh, the prophet being the clan leader, uh, he yes. was able to bend the rules a little bit without too much pushback from other clan members, and he was privy to knowledge of money stashes and some clan secrets. Ooh. Uh, at 14 years old, he started really small. Um, he started stealing. F- he At one time, I think he got caught for this. He stole 4,000 from his father. Um, and in later oh. interviews, he claims that he did this with his brothers because he was not being paid for working in the coal mines. And he believed that it was his money anyway, which like, I can't blame him. Yeah. Like, I don't blame him for that. He's like a 14 year old kid working in a coal mine. Like, right. And he's not getting any money for it. Honestly, it's like there's a lot of problems in that. Yeah, like I'm honestly more surprised there aren't adult clan members trying to steal money back for their missing payment. Right. So basically nobody escapes slave labor in this cult unless you're like the prophet. Great. So great stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Um, After watching years of abuse, Stephen left the cult to live with his older brother, Ben, who had left the cult a few years prior um, he had little to no friends who weren't relatives that had already left the cult because you can't, you know, contact current cult members. Right. Um, and they can't contact you. Uh, so he was mostly just living with his brother, Ben, and hanging out with two of his cousins who had left or were on thin ice. I think they were, like, on the verge of leaving. Um, Scott gotcha. and Luke. And he mo- during... The first years that he was gone, he mostly just smoked weed, rode horses, and fixed cars. Talk about a party. What a party. Kind of a sad life. <laughs> just, like, no friends except for family members and nothing to do. Um, True. Rachel Young was a, sort of like the clan treasurer. Uh, she okay. was in charge of a lot of the uh, books and keeping track of the money and hiding the money. Oh, wonderful. Um, she was the aunt of Stephen's cousins, Scott and Luke, whom Stephen was still close with and was hanging out with pretty regularly at this time. Uh, Rachel knew the whereabouts of almost all of the Kingston stashes and was sitting on a fairly hefty stash of silver bars that only Paul, oh, wow. really close relatives, and sons of the Prophet would know of. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So that takes us to February 26th of 2009. Uh, Salt Lake County Sheriff's Office gets a call that two teenage boys are spotted breaking and entering Rachel Young's home and shortly after speeding off in a Honda sedan. $80,000 worth of silver bars were stolen from her basement. Oh Oh my god. Oh my lord. And they had to leave. The fact that she had that much. Right? 
is crazy. Well, they, they left a few behind, too, because they were in such a rush um, that they had pried open the, the wooden crates, and they were in such a rush to leave that uh, they left, like, a quarter of the bars. So, oh, wow. Yeah, she probably had, like, $100,000 to $120,000 worth of silver in her basement. Oh, my God. Yeah. And Young, I don't think Young reported. That's so much. I don't think Young reported this to the police, either. I think it was a neighbor. Um, oh, okay. Because immediately after she noticed her silver was missing, she calls her sister-in-law, Patty Kingston, wife of Paul Kingston, who was Ooh. stashing large quantities of gold. And she told her to make sure her gold was still there and still safe. To her horror, Shit. $5 million <gasps> oh. worth of gold oh coins were missing from her closet. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. How, how many... How many gold coins is $5 million? I don't know, just but, like, like, so apparently she had a big chest of gold coins in her closet, Lord. and the only thing that was left behind was, like, a dusty outline of where the box was. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Rough. So, I don't know the dimensions of this chest, but I'm assuming it right. was all, like, 24 karat gold. Um, That's insane. Because if, if that much gold fit into her closet, it had to have been very high-quality gold. Right. Um, also, why gold coins? I don't know. I think yeah. I think the thinking was that you can't trust paper money and you can't trust the bank, so you buy gold coins or silver bars and stash them because they're always going to have monetary value, but paper money might not. Mm, okay, I gotcha. So um, my dad's also one of those people that's like, oh, the apocalypse is coming. The government's going to take over the country and, like, you know – do something horrible to its citizens. We need to stash money everywhere and guns and shit. And I'm like, you're insane. Jesus I'm not Christ. a part of this. <laughs> it's like, keep me out but of it. My dad has mentioned Thank that you. before. He's like, we need to buy a bunch of gold coins. I'm like, no, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> we don't, we don't need to but... do that. Also. I'm no, I'm not involved in this. I'm going away. I'm leaving. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> not having any of it. Oh my God. Not having any of this <laughs> insanity. Uh, but don't mind. That's a story for another time. Um, shortly after the <laughs> robbery was reported, the sheriff located the getaway car, which was parked in front of a house in a Salt Lake City suburb. Um, he found it was a woman's house. Um, I don't think she was really that involved. I think she was just a friend of Luke and Scott because uh, she was not arrested and I didn't figure out what her name was. Um, okay. But Luke and Scott came out of the house and were questioned. Their stories didn't add up and... Oh. They kept getting pressured, and they later confessed to robbing their aunt. Um, police opened the trunk of their car and found two duffel bags of silver and arrested the boys. And after being taken into custody, they immediately called their cousin Stephen, saying, and I quote, we're fucked. <laughs> and I'm like, great, guys. You're going to go to the police station. You're going to call your cousin, probably also affiliated with whatever just happened, and you're going to tell him we're fucked. Like, that's not going to give the police. Sounds ideal. Right? Not ideal. Like, you're kind of telling the police a lot more than you want them to know. (laughs) But, you know, it's fine. Lord. It's like, we're not guilty, but we're fucked. But we're fucked. Okay? So I'm just going to let you know that. Um, But, however, the police actually never found out who stole the gold. And they were never able to locate it. (gasps) Wow. Right? Sneaky bitch. Uh, Damn. The sheriff uh, heard the boys um, talking on the phone with Steven and knew they probably yeah. knew who stole the gold. 
Um, but when they finally got around to questioning the boys and other clan members, everybody got really quiet really fast. Oh. Because as it turns out, Paul Kingston had found out and was absolutely livid that it was reported at all, much less that the entire thing <laughs> um, was had money involved in it. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So he's he's a paranoid dude. So he's like, the police know how much money we have. The police don't know how we got that much money. Um, right. And we can't prove it with our tax records. And, um, you know, so he's probably having Ooh. a huge freak out right now at this point. Um, Fair. So every, as he should. Yeah, as he should, because his ass is going to get caught. And he, it did eventually. And I will get into that at a later Ooh. date. Um, but oh, lost my place. So the clan did everything they could to quiet the scandal and get their wealth out of the public eye because they were also freaked out because it was just in the yeah. news. Um, the boys, Luke and Scott, were charged with felony burglary and they wrote a letter to their aunt apologizing for stealing her silver. And in return, she wrote a letter to the judge on their behalf and the case was settled with no trial. Oh, wow. Right? I'm like, damn, y'all aren't even members. So they, they didn't go to jail or anything like that? They were just charged? Like, it's on the uh, record? So they were sentenced to two years probation and they were taken two back into probation. the order. Okay. Oh. So I'm like, that's awesome. I don't know what was in that letter. <laughs> right. <laughs> somebody, one of those boys is a smooth talker. Uh, the order had a private investigator track down the gold and it was concluded that Young's robbery was a copycat crime and that in all likelihood Stephen and Ben had stolen Patty Kingston's gold weeks or even months before oh wow and I'm like Patty you had five million dollars worth of gold in your closet and you didn't think to check (laughs) on it like at least once a week (laughs) oh my god like who keeps five million dollars like, bitch if i had that bought money i would be looking at it all damn time why was it not in the safe patty that's also you have five million dollars you can afford a safe fucking patty god i'm like brain cells use them jesus <laughs> it's all that incest i know i'm well like and if the house caught fire like gold is a really soft metal it would melt true that's very true so you really need a safe for that like a fire i know because because even if it melts inside the safe like you still have a giant ass block of gold in the safe right like cool it it'll cool down and then boom just sell the whole chunk of whatever (laughs) just try it out out of there and sell it yeah no it's like boom it's still there (laughs) they've got your gold yeah crazy um however it was not proven that steven and ben actually stole it um but it does, because, like, they couldn't find any solid evidence to, like, convict him. Otherwise, I'm sure they would have. Uh, yeah. But it does make sense that Stephen and Ben stole the gold as they seemed to come, the gold, the gold, um, as they seemed to come into some money since the gold had gone missing. Uh, Stephen would often leave $100 bills in his mother's mailbox or with his brothers for new furniture, <gasps> clothes, food, stuff like that. Well, that's nice. Since he wasn't allowed to see her, because he, like, you know, right. he knew how bad off they were. Right. And so he was trying to help him out. Um, a lot of members theorized that Stephen and his brother had opened offshore bank accounts for the money or had okay. uh, buried it in the desert somewhere so they could slowly cash it out. Um, or they funneled the money through Mexico or something. Like they had all these wild theories from clan members. And I'm like, Lower. damn, <laughs> okay, y'all are creative. I would not have thought of that. Right. <laughs> um, but it's likely that the boys got away with it because their son's the prophet. And 
had they been anybody else, they probably would have been killed by now. That's honestly wild. Right? I'm like, also, the prophet has 300 children. I don't think he's going to get mad. I forgot about that. I don't think he's going to get <laughs> mad if you shoot the one that stole $5 million from him. Right? That's very true. Like, <laughs> I think I think, he'd, I think he'd be fine with it. Just, like... He'd be like, who? Who was that? I don't remember that he, one. Okay. And even in this interview, like... Paul Kingston has trouble recognizing his children. Oh my lord. In this interview, Stephen was like, yeah, he probably only recognized me because I was with his mother, who was his favorite. Oh my god. Yeah. Because they they went to a whole thing in the interview about how his mother was like, you know, like the pick of the litter, basically, like as creepy as that is to say. But like, she was like, came from one of the better Kingston families and like, didn't wear handy down clothes and like was much prettier and better spoken and better educated than all the other women. And so naturally the clan leader, like, I guess he wasn't at the time, but he was like already picked as the new leader. Gotcha. Marrying her. So I'm like, that's creepy too, but yeah, I don't like that. Don't like any of it. And like another sidebar, apparently so many of the creepy old clan members are marrying so many of the young girls that there's no, women left for the younger male clan members to marry. Oh, Jesus. I know. I'm like, that's disgusting. Big nope. Big nope. Big nope. Um, To this day, Stephen adamantly denies that he or his brother had any involvement in the heist, and he claims that he had no idea the gold was stashed in Patty's house until after it was stolen. Sounds fake, but you know what? It's, it oh, was snap. a you kicked, cry. You cut out. Oh, I said it sounds fake, but, yeah. you know, it was a warranted crime. It was a warranted opinion. crime, but, like, sounds real fake, but, like, and also, it's one of those things where it's, like, only the sons of the prophet know where the money is, and True. Stephen was kind of lining up to be, a, like, a head of the church or a head of the clan or something like that. Yeah. Um, well, shit. So, I, I feel like he would have known, but, you know. Um, he now works at a cattle ranch just down the road from where he grew up, and he pretty much just looks like your average farmer and doesn't really live in luxury. Interesting. Yeah, which I'm also kind of like, well, if, well, okay, you could be argued that if you're hiding $5 million worth of gold, you don't want to live like a millionaire, because that looks suspicious. True. <laughs> but. True. But also, he bought a whole ranch, so like, you know, that had to come from <laughs> somewhere. True. I hope he's happy though. That's yeah. that's what I like. Know. I mean, he got out. I'm not here for for like encouraging crimes, but like I understand that crime. Right? Yeah. No. Like that was a terrible life that he was living, and, and he's still trying he's to support using that money for better too. Yeah, he's trying to support his like family and all that yeah. still, and like drop money off. And he has like a girlfriend now and stuff too. So I'm kind of like, oh, nice. At least he's getting better. He's feeling better about his life. Right. And he's he gets to ride his horses all day. Um. For some time after the robbery, though, Stephen felt like he was being watched and cars would follow his girlfriend into town. Oh. Yeah. Um, he came home a few times to find that somebody had broken into his house and rifled through oh, all Lord. of his drawers and cabinets and just, like, toppled Jeez. everything over. Um, one night he received an anonymous call from a clan member telling him that the order was planning on killing him. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm like, oh shit! Jesus! Uh, he went out that night and bought a huge stash of guns, like just in case. Fair. Uh, they decided to <laughs> mow him down, um, and he will still occasionally receive calls from his father trying to get him back into the order. 
Um, but he says he doesn't like fear for mm. his life as much anymore. That if they're gonna get him, they're gonna get him. Like that he's lived a good life. That's sad. I'm like that is so sad. Like you've just resigned yourself to like expect to be killed one day. Right. Like I'm glad. I'm glad he's not like living in as much fear. But also the the reason why he's not is sad because he's just like if it happens, it happens. I guess. And like he could move, but he still chooses to live in the ranch next door to his mother's. Right. So like, just I mean, fair. He probably he probably loves his mother and his siblings and doesn't want to be too far away from them, even if he can't really interact with them at all. Yeah, and he got along really, really well with his siblings, and um, he got along really well with his mother. And he said he had like a really, really good childhood living on the ranch with his mother. I mean, despite the fact that like it was also a work camp and really shitty things were happening, like he made the best best of it kind of thing. Good for him, honestly. Yeah, that's hard to do. I just I like. This is the one I wanted to start out with, because I'm like, everything that has to do with this clan is so fucking dark. Let's just have one that's like... Let's have a little bit of a break. Have a little bit of a break from it, and and be like, haha, somebody got them. <laughs> ha ha. Ha somebody, ha. Somebody got back at them, and succeeded. Ugh. Oh my god, excuse me, Jesus. No worries, I slam my community on now. That, <laughs> that was a good one, I did like that. It was a fun one. Quite a bit. It was fun. I'm excited to hear others in the future. Oh, yeah. I I need to... I'm having a hard time collect... First of all, getting all the evidence in... Or, not the evidence. The uh, story in order. Because, like, yeah. different reporters tell it in a different order. And I'm like, oh, God, where does this time go in the timeline? Right. <laughs> and then, like, like, just getting... Making sure I get all the facts. And then cutting it into, like, a 30-minute segment is difficult. Right. I feel that. I feel that. Um, but yeah, that was good. I like that. Thanks. What do you got? You got Krumpus? Krampus? I <laughs> I do indeed have that that slutty guy. Um, okay. <laughs> that daddy um, Christmas. Okay. That daddy Christmas. <laughs> forget father christmas we got daddy Daddy christmas for you (laughs) um so i'll just go through i got my my sources were national geographic britannica history.com and wikipedia Um, yolo honestly i don't think anyone's gonna sue us um hopefully not i don't have money Um, i can go back and find them i know where i got most of my sources anyway (laughs) so i am going to talk well the american way to say it is krampus (laughs) but um well because it does originate in Austria and Germany, um, everything I looked at pronounced it more like uh, Krampus. Yeah. So um, I'll do my damnedest. Uh, so I'm just going to do it the, the American way because I'm... <laughs> yep. It's, it's that guttural <laughs> R rolling noise that a lot of people like Krampus. struggle with. Right. Krampus, like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you, like, you like, just sound you like you're choking, it? and then, like, I hear my Oma say it, and I'm like, now that sounds fine and normal, but when I say it, I sound like I'm choking. Right? It's like, I'll say it right once, and it will never come out right, right. again. Uh, so, uh, Krampus, a nice holiday one for you bitches. Uh, so, Krampus is St. Nicholas's counterpart who deals with the naughty children during the holiday season. So, unlike Santa Claus, who deals with both naughty and nice children, St. Nicholas rewards the good children while Krampus punishes the naughty ones. Scare them into submission. Exactly. The German way. 
<laughs> the German way. <laughs> um, so Krampus is a half goat, half demon creature that stands on two hooves and on like fa- like hooves. as if they were legs. <laughs> on his hooves, on his hooves. and. <laughs> <laughs> has a goat-like head with horns. Um, he tends to carry around a satchel or a bag that he wears on his back, kind of like Santa's sack. Um, and he wears chains and bells. And so festive. it is said that Cramp... I know, festive indeed. Get those chain- chains and bells. Chains and bells. Festive as fuck. It's, it's, like, it's like edgy Christmas. Exactly. Um, so... <laughs> It is said that Krampus is the son of the Norse goddess Hel, who is the god of the underworld. Oh, also, sorry if you can hear music in the background. Uh, The guys doing construction on my neighbor's house, like, will not turn their music down. I definitely don't hear it. Oh, okay. I definitely do. It, like, weirdly enough, triggers me. Like, it it makes me, like, really, really anxious and panicky. So I feel like I hear it. They're hoes. I I have tried, like... I was going to go down there and tell him to turn it down earlier because it was like 9 a.m. and I was still kind of sleeping. Sleeping? Yeah. Sleeping? Uh, Sleep. Sleeping. And uh, I they, they turned it off before I got out there. So I was like, oh, okay, not a big deal. And now they yep. start it up again as soon as we start recording. Rude. <laughs> Rude. Honestly. Um, Yeah, so Krampus is uh, said to be the son of the Norse goddess Hel, who is the god of the underworld. Um, so... Krampus's name is derived from the German German word Krampen, meaning claw. Um, Rawr. Feisty. (laughs) Uh, The (laughs) origins of Krampus are unclear, but it is believed that he was part of pre-Christianity pagan rituals and celebrations for the winter solstice. Yeah, he was. He was also thought to originate in Germany or Austria. Um, So... December 6th is known as the Feast of St. Nicholas, and that is when children go to see if they rece- have received little gifts in their shoes from St. Nicholas, who is the patron saint of children. Um, so the previous night, December 5th, is called Krampusnacht, or Krampus Night, um, and is when Krampus comes to punish the naughty children. I thought you were going to say feast on the children, and I was like, ah, different than I that remember. Too. That too, though. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> If children have been good, they will receive small treats such as fruit and chocolate in their shoes. But if they're, they've been naughty, Krampus will leave them a rod or a singular birch stick. Um, Krampus it's a would switch. Also... <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, Krampus would also supposedly carry around a bundle of birch sticks with which he would whip the bad children. Um, so he had chains and whips, and as Rihanna once said, chains and whips excite me. So... <laughs> Yes, but also so what no. I'm hearing. So what, what, I'm so what I'm hearing is yes. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm hearing is Krampus is into BDSM. Yes, um, he is. Um, <laughs> as we call him, Daddy Christmas. Daddy Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I hate it. I love it, but I hate it. <laughs> um, <laughs> god. So we carry around his birch sticks to whip the kids. Um. He would sometimes even grab the children and stuff them in his bag before supposedly bringing them to hell where he would punish, torture, and eat them. Yum. So lovely. So he would so he eat the children. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, it is also said that Krampus would give parents a small bundle of sticks to keep displayed in their homes in order to remind the children of what Krampus would do to them if they misbehaved. 
just this ominous, so, like, threatening bundle of sticks. Like, look at these. And every time right? you look at these, just know I'll end you. Just remember Krampus. Remember, remember <laughs> Krampus. I'll end you. <laughs> and so during Krampus night, there is a Krampus loft. Krampus right? night. Sorry, it just sounds funny in English. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Krampus, Krampus night. night. Uh, there's a there's a Krampus loft or a uh, Krampus run where men will dress up as Krampus and wear hand carved wooden masks. Um, the men will drink a lot of alcohol and just get pretty much plastered. That's the way to go. And chase the ch- and chase the children <laughs> and even adults throughout the streets in order to scare them and warn them of the consequences of being. Isn't naughty. that the traumatic thing ever though like there's just oh 100 there's just some crazy drunk in a mask chasing children in the streets like <laughs> and there's like like, like, like screaming obscenities at people branches. like right. how fucking scary would that be like it's like don't be a naughty bitch i was so traumatic like I, oh yeah fuck that i can't Honestly, imagine that's hysterical let's go like, I, I would love to be so the drunk weird. man in the streets, but I would hate to be literally anybody right. else. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I guess sometimes Krampus will go to, like, people's doors and um, ask to be invited in and stuff like that or something. What is he, a vampire? Um, that's what I wonder. I was like, hmm, sounds suspicious. Sounds, sounds a little bit, um, sounds a little bit like episode two. <laughs> True. <laughs> hey. Um... So, okay, so celebrations involving Krampus are still very popular in Europe, specifically Germany and Austria, and continue as a way to preserve culture. Um, Krampus's popularity has grown over the years, and in Germany and Austria in the 1890s, postcards and stamps were made depicting Krampus doing things such as punishing children and admiring women. I would love to see um, one of those. I would absolutely I know. love to see one of those. I'm pretty sure they still make them. I'm sure um, they do. I'm sure you can find them on, like, Etsy also, I, or eBay even, I like, older ones. I have not visited family in Germany, like, during Christmas ever, because um, we always had school, so we always had to go in the summer. Right. So I have no idea if any of this is still happening, but I hope to God it is. Can we fucking go next year? Actually, I probably asked my aunt, and I see oh if it God. still happens. Because, like, I mean, like, even now, I'm doing all my school online, I could just go visit true it's true we miss krampus knock i know but also like they're on a very very strict lockdown they have a 9 p.m curfew oh and i was like that's early but like they're having another outbreak Fair. and it's really bad once rona's over we'll go see krampus, krampus. <laughs> um so after 1932 after the 1932 austrian election anything and everything krampus related was banned because catholics viewed him as the devil and fascists in world war ii europe considered him a cre- creation of the social democrats what <laughs> okay isn't that wild the devil and then and then social democrats I don't I'm basically the same. Haven't you haven't you heard? Social I mean, Democrats and the devil no, are basically the same. You're right. I live in the South. I should have known better. <laughs> As a democratic lesbian in the South, I should have known way, way better. <laughs> oh my god. Um so the tradition and celebrations of Krampus are alive and well today, and he has become very popular in North America and the United States. 
So in 2015, a Christmas horror film by the name of Krampus came out and popularity in the U.S. surged. Um, so I haven't seen that movie, but I watched a preview, looked wild. And so Krampus is also said to sometimes like kind of travel with little minions um, who will also come beat you with sticks if you're bad um, and kind of help them snatch up the naughty children. Um, in the U.S., there are also now Krampus runs and traditions in some of the major cities. So there's been um, like in Washington, D.C., and I'm actually kind of surprised there hadn't been more just because like we have so many German immigrants here. True. I know. Um, right. Like uh, before the movie, I was reading that like before the movie, very few people had actually heard of Krampus. And, like knew is wild was. to me because like my dad loved to terrorize me with German stories. Like he thought it was fucking hysterical. <laughs> like Great and stuff. he would make stuff up too. Like if there wasn't a good one like that he could think of off the top of his head, he'd make one up and he'd yeah. make it sound German. And then he'd, be- <laughs> <laughs> he'd make it sound German. <laughs> like there was, okay, so there was a raccoon or a possum or something in our crawl space. Yeah. And our crawl space is off of our laundry room and it has like a literal door that you can open and walk into it like a cave. It's fucking creepy. Oh, okay. And it, wh- that does sound creepy. Yeah, whatever it was had left footprints. And my dad had opened it up one day and like showed me those footprints. Like, you see that? You see that? That's a snot gurgle. And... <laughs> And it comes out at night. Oh, my God. And if you're wandering around the house at night, it'll crawl in through your nose and eat your brain. And I was like, oh, no. Ah! Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Rude. And, like, every single time he would see, like, a little animal's footprints outside, he would point them out and show them to me. I'm like, stop. I'm going to cry. Oh, my. No, he had my cousin completely so convinced as well. Oh, and he was God. like, he was a few years older than me. And so the fact that he believed him scared the shit out of me. Cause I'm like, Oh, right. Oh, Andrew will know if it's real or not. And right. he thought it was real. <laughs> so I was fucking terrified. I was like, Oh shit. It has to be real now. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, it was terrible. That's funny. That's terrible and funny. <laughs> it was hysterical though. Like I'm going to be that kind of mom, unfortunately. Like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, something I also didn't write, but I read, um, which I thought was neat, was that it was Austria. I can't remember the year. It was, it was more recently, not like recent, but like in the 2000s, I believe, yeah. um, that Austria had a lot of um, immigrants from various Middle Eastern countries. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't want to scare them with everything <laughs> Krampus related so some places like kind of toned back or stopped doing their celebrations for a little bit and other ones which i thought was really neat is they had like informational nights and like little activities and like stuff like that so that they like the immigrants wouldn't and refugee because they were literally refugees they're running from their country where they're in danger they don't want to go to a country where there's this crazy ass guy in a goat (laughs) demon outfit chasing people around Um, because like i mean I'm sure they're, like, terrified of being, like, shot in the streets in the country that they're running from. So when they see right. drunk individuals screaming obscenities in goat masks right? in the streets. <laughs> and, and whipping and you. And whipping people like, with sticks. I would be. <laughs> I'd be like, where fuck did I go? Like, like what I, is this? Am I going to die? Like, is this it for me? Is this just how it ends? Right. Like, guess I need to find a new country. It's like, this trip I'm was dying. hard enough. Like. Uh, right. Um, so, but I thought it was really neat that they did a bunch of informational stuff and, like, had a bunch of, like, little activities and, like, um, like, different 
educational nights and stuff for like the children and the parents to kind of teach them like, oh, this is what it is. It's nothing to be afraid of. This is where it comes from. Um, feel free to participate or don't like I think information. Like so I thought that was really neat. Yeah, informational is definitely the way to go because if you just turn it back like tone it back a little bit and then like the next year or the year after you have like a lot of Krampus related shit, people are gonna be right. fucking terrified. They're gonna be like, it didn't happen last year. Are we under a terror attack? That's very true. That's very true. If you just skip one year and you go back the next, it it doesn't make it any better. Right? Because, like, so, like, I, when I went and did foreign study in China, like, we learned a lot about Chinese culture. And, like, I had, like, three years to learn about Chinese culture. And then we went to China and I saw things that I didn't learn about. And I was like, do I need to be afraid? Is this, like, normal? (laughs) Is this just a thing that happens? And, like, thank God somebody explained it to me because I probably would have been really freaked out otherwise. It's true, though. It's really important. And, like, and I feel like, like, I just thought it was neat, especially because it was, like, even little places like Bavaria would do it. Oh, and yeah. it's, like, I feel like a country like the U.S. wouldn't even do stuff like that. Like, they're just, meanwhile, we're trying to kick out refugees. And here's fucking, you know, Bavaria and, like, Austria and all them, you know, doing everything they can to educate and make sure that, the refugees feel safe and this is just something as tiny as like a little cultural thing but they recognize that like a little cultural thing can, it can be, be a major difference yeah. and a major stressor depending on what it is um so i just thought that was really neat that they like had big educational things where they were all obviously optional but they're like oh like come learn about our cultures and like this is some stuff we do so that you're aware of what's happening. And also if you want to celebrate, this is how we celebrate sort of No, thing. I think that's awesome. Like I, like I have never lived in Germany long-term, but yeah, I don't know. I really like the way that they do things. Like that's very much like a, like they try and explain things and they try to make things make yeah. sense. And like, it's just a general consensus that like everybody tries to like, you know, understand the culture and like, I don't know. Yeah. It's not like here where it's like you mix multiple cultures and everybody has a fight. Right. <laughs> yes, seriously. It's like though. they try to coexist. They put in, in the government puts in a lot of effort into people coexisting peacefully. I do really like that. Um, but yeah, so a lot of people, there are a lot of people who are like, oh, Krampus has become big because he's being commercialized like Christmas, which is fair. Yeah, um, I see that where that's coming from, but which I think is why it became so big in the U.S. Um, I think it's still neat that there definitely are um, cultural aspects to some of the ones that happen in the U.S., but I've definitely seen them be more commercialized, kind of like you know, like haunted walks and stuff like that, or haunted houses. It seems kind of more like that's wait, like thing. it's been showing up um, on Halloween. No, no, not on Halloween, but um, you know how, like, during Halloween, people do that. It seems more like that sort of thing, but around Christmas time, opposed to, like, the actual, you know, cultural celebration. It's mostly just, like, oh, let's get drunk and... And, like, go get scared. chased by a scary guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Go get chased by some <laughs> scary dude in a mask. Right. Yeah. So, I think it would be really neat. I would, um, I would love to see one in either Germany or Austria or whatever I think that would be neat because then you know like you're getting more of the real thing then oh yeah I haven't I haven't gotten to experience this firsthand before like I didn't realize that that was a thing that like happened like I knew what Krampus was go like I knew what it was (laughs) and I knew it existed and I knew people still like Mm. celebrated to some extent but I didn't realize that it was like that kind of celebration like a big festival I'm like oh that sounds like so much fun 
And I know some people are upset, like specifically um, in Europe, because they're like, oh, Krampus was our scary guy. And now he's become, you know, millennials and everything. How they're like, yeah, like we adore things that are scary. We're like, yeah, it's Mothman <laughs> or shit like that. <laughs> yeah, it's Mothman. They're like, they're like, Krampus was our scary guy. And now he's some icon <laughs> to North American. <laughs> Krampus was our scary father Christmas, daddy Christmas. And now he's daddy. everybody else's like... I, like cultural right. icon, I guess. I don't know. Right. Yeah, like, exactly. Cultural exactly. appropriation. That was the word. Mm, I think I did specifically read cultural icon, though, in one of the, the cultural icon. Yeah, a pop culture icon, I think. Oh, is okay. What said. Yeah. I don't know if that's um, considered cultural appropriation or not. I think people think that that's not a possible a thing that you can do if it's white culture. Yeah, I really don't know. Like, I don't, I'm just, I don't like, know. Like, I, I genuinely don't know. Say. Yeah. Like, because um, I know, like, yeah. cultural appropriation is mostly for, like, um, ethnic minorities. Mm-hmm. So, like, things like Native Americans or Black culture. But I don't know right. if, like, doing certain, like, the Krampus thing. Like, if participating in that would be considered cultural appropriation if you're not German or Austrian. Right. That's fair. That's very fair. Like, Especially in the sense that they're doing it. Well, it's kind of like, it kind of makes me think of St. Patrick's Day. Like, the way Americans do it is not the way it's done. It's not the way at all. (laughs) People are like, let's just turn everything green and drink a lot of alcohol. And it's like, yes. Yes, but no. Irish people do drink a lot of alcohol. That is a big part of St. Patrick's Day. I'll give you that. But also they have traditional meals and they don't have, they don't turn everything green or have these giant ass things. It's a lot calmer than... And I've never, like, celebrated um, St. Patrick's Day because we're not, we're not, uh, I almost said Italian. Italian. <laughs> Irish. Irish. I'm not Italian. I don't celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Um, <laughs> That's the whitest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we never really celebrate because it's my brother's birthday. So, like, we celebrate his birthday, yeah. but we don't celebrate St. Patrick. I just know because, like, I'm very into my heritage and stuff like yeah. that. Um, so, um, but stuff like that. So, that's a good point, though. I don't know if it could be considered cu- cultural appropriation or not because we always think of it as, like, you know, minority groups or, like, my mi- like minority ethnic groups specifically Yeah. Um, for cultural appropriation. But I could see, I mean, I could definitely see with, like, if you're taking a cultural and like a cultural tradition or something and you're making it your own thing just because you want to have fun and celebrate it to have a good time I feel like in a way that is like maybe to a different extent or maybe it feels like it's to a different extent I don't know it's hard to tell I think it's also different though because with um like the cultural appropriation we think of like especially like people wearing like Native American headdresses or stuff to like Coachella and you know stuff like that um it's more so people are wearing it because they see it as cool but these are also minority groups who have been and still are consistently discriminated against and have faced like we have put them through a lot of bullshit and we discriminate against them because of things like wearing headdresses right whereas like the stuff for Krampus no one's making fun of it or whatever and then doing their own American white version of something that's sort of, very you know true. what I mean yeah no I totally see where you're coming from on that one that makes a lot of sense 
because like so i think it can definitely be problematic in some senses but not definitely not to the extent yeah no it's definitely not on the same level as people like right apparently i didn't know this was a thing but ever like was talking about it last night um Mm -hmm. something called black fishing where you like it's like cultural appropriation it's not i don't understand how it's different from blackface but apparently it is but it's like okay when you do your makeup, when when you do your makeup, like intentionally darker to make yourself look darker, but not necessarily mm. black, and then you yeah. don like black hairstyles and certain clothing, and then speak in A A V E. Mm. Is that pronounced Ave? Or do you- I don't know how it's pronounced. <laughs> I just know it's African American vernacular English. That's it. Right. It's I, yeah, I usually just say A A V E because I'm not sure. Yeah. Um. And I was like, pronounced. that's a weird thing but then she like showed me examples of youtubers that do it and i'm like oh my god you're right that's totally a thing it's so true though i know it's like it's something you don't think about because it doesn't seem as blatant so i mean and then it's like if you're not educated on the topic which i mean like i'm definitely not as educated as i could be but i'm more educated than i was in the past and it's like once you see it it's hard to stop seeing it and be like how did i miss this all this time right i think it's just because it doesn't seem like blatant well and then they like Uh, try to justify it by being like oh i just like being tan like um the person that we were discussing was nikita dragon i don't know if you know who that is sounds very but she's a trans youtuber and that's kind of yes yeah and she's big in the beauty industry and she gets into a lot of shit in the beauty industry for being a general just asshole to everybody but wonderful <laughs> wonderful and like she'll defend it by like and she is like southeast asian so she is yes. tanner so she's like oh i just like being tan and i'm like it's strange because it's like where does it cross the line mm-hmm. and like That's she'll cool. defend it to the core and it's like it's weird it's like that weird like you're almost in blackface area right interesting i did not i did not know the term what was it blackfishing yeah and i still don't fully understand it like if anybody wants to explain this to me dm me put it in the comments because i actually don't understand a lot about it and i'm trying to educate myself but i just don't know anything yeah i feel that yes please please share because i have a vague idea now that you've explained it a little bit but i'm still i'll have to do some googling um that's interesting yeah no that is a oh you know what i hate the most (laughs) just see it white people in dreadlocks yep yep <laughs> and it's, and it's like and like i was talking to my friend mika who she's biracial and she was like oh yeah like i don't like it. she's like it's different if someone's doing it and if people are like oh i like your hair you know they're you know they educate and explain like oh that's part of like sorry my thing got all weird no, you're good uh if you explain and you know give credit to the culture it came from because it's like oh like why are people only complimenting your hair if it's on a white person sort of thing yeah. you know what i mean like um like we were kind of talking about that because it is different and like um was it you who told me or i can't remember if it was you or her who showed me there was like this tiktoker who like um would swaddle their baby a way that was traditional of a certain yeah way. that was me yeah and and she'd give like specific credit to that area or that tribe was it a, was i think it a tribe? i think it was um like a region and then she like went into like a the region, tribes okay. the main tribes that do it okay yeah exactly and it's like it's different if you're doing that you're giving specific credit being like oh this is you know like 
this is where this originated. This is not me. This is not tip- like this is not from my culture. This is a completely different culture. Like, and you know, you are celebrating it opposed to what's the word I'm looking for? Like making fun of it or like using it as a costume. Yeah, or just um like that, but also like it's different if you're celebrating it versus using it for your own gain sort of thing is what I'm trying to whether it be social or whatever, yeah. you know. Or being um, like, aha, I made this up. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, oh, look at my dreadlocks. But also then they're, you know, black people getting fired because their natural hair looks, quote, unprofessional. Like, yeah. Excuse me? And, like, but, another yeah. thing I like, too, is that she would go through and, like, address comments and concerns that people had. Like, a lot of people were like, your baby's going to fall, like, straight out of that. And she's like, no, actually, mothers will, like, carry their babies all day long on their back right. this way. Yeah. And it's like. I love seeing that. Like, I saw this. I can't remember if you shared it or I just saw it somewhere. It was, like, mothers all over the world. And it was, like, it was just really neat. And it was, like, there were, like, from all over, like, women who lived in, you know, like, urban areas to women who lived in, like, you know, small villages or communities, like, in less populous areas of the world. It would be cool to see, like, the different ways that they'd be wrapped or like the moms would carry them and like just go about doing their badass uh shit during the <laughs> day and like day carry thing. all kinds of stuff i know i always thought it was like i always thought it was funny that like in western culture we make all these like big giant plastic seats and stuff to put babies in to right. carry them around not to put them in a car but just to carry them with right and then, like in other cultures they just strap them to their backs and the baby's just as comfortable if not more comfortable because they like having right. the skin-to-skin contact true like they're pressed right to you and they must be nice and warm yeah right? and they're like more comfortable that way and i'm like it's funny because it's like we make it more difficult for ourselves, I think, right. sometimes than it needs to be. I'm just gonna strap a baby to my back. Yeah. <laughs> be like, let's go. Let's go. Or like just use the like the little like seat things. Like when like I don't know if you've seen this like chest things that babies ride in. Their yeah. like, legs are out and their arms are out and they just look like a little starfish. Yes. They have them for dogs too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's actually really bad for dogs because their spine is not meant to oh. be upright like that. Oh god. Just for yeah, listeners that no. don't know. Yeah, but, um, I just think it's so cute because the baby always just looks like he's just like slumped. Like I don't, why am I here? It's like, and they're like, like looking around. They're like, oh, what's going on? They're like, all right, all right, <laughs> all right, we still All right. <laughs> oh, but yes, very long tangent, uh, but Krampus. I uh, guess yeah, so. That's all I really had. It was a very short story, but I wanted to share it because it was Christmassy and it is around Christmas time. Um, but yeah, definitely to any of our listeners who celebrate Merry Christmas, um, this will come out right on Christmas. Um, Danny and I both celebrate. Um, I can't remember if I mentioned anything. Stephen and I celebrate Hanukkah as well. So happy belated Hanukkah to all of our listeners who celebrate. Um, but yeah, we hope you guys have a safe holiday and all of that. Um, will our next episode come out before the new year? I don't think so, but... In that case, Happy New Year as well. Um, oh, it'll come out on the New Year, folks. Ooh, two um, holidays in one. Yeah, look at look at this happen. Damn. Um, so either way, we hope you have a Happy New Year. We hope you have a Merry Christmas. Be safe, um, especially if you're visiting family. Make sure you stay safe and do your quarantine and shit when you get home. Um, but be careful because COVID has certainly not gone away. Um, Even with the vaccine, people have been being lax because they think there's a vaccine, but literally only a few hundred people have had it, and we don't know how, like, we we know it's effective, but, like, we haven't seen it in the general population yet, 
So don't be going around without a NAS because you think a vaccine is coming to you soon because unless you're like a doctor or a teacher or like an EMS worker. You're going to be waiting, waiting for a hot sec. Waiting for a while. <laughs> um, so yeah, just everyone be safe, but have a great holiday. Um, and we look forward to coming back at you with some more stories next week. Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Ha <laughs> ha.